Hey, good people. This is your NI Dom back with another reflection. And this is a personal journal for contemplative people looking to think, grow, and have impact in the world. So, hey, breathing. Breathing is my starting point. I um, think I'm going to talk to you about a couple of metaphors. Um, and so it might get a little confusing, but um, I want breathing to be the primary metaphor that I'm going to work with today. But I do expect there to be a couple of metaphors that are going to pop out of me. So it's been a week since we've uh, connected. And um, I got in my car. So I'm in my car. It's not running. But um, I got in my car because my person um, is in my house. And I wanted to do the reflection. And I didn't want to do the reflection with the person in the house with me. Although this reflection isn't going to be about the individual. Um, I still just didn't want to do the reflection around the individual. So um, that individual is going to do some church online. And I was like, okay, great. While you do your church service, I will go to my car. And then I got in my car and then I drove to probably my favorite place in the world. Um, if not, it's, if it's not my favorite place, it's one of my top three favorite places. And it's, I'm looking at just a large body of water is one of the great lakes. So I hate to say lake because people misunderstand what a lake is. What a great lake is, you don't see on the other side. <laughs> and no matter where you turn, you just, no matter where you turn, it's endless body of water. And it actually connects at least three states. I'm not sure. I got to check out. I got to do some research on this lake, but it's one of five great lakes. But anyway. So I have the car parked and I'm looking out at the water and I see the water and the sky connecting at the horizon and it's just, and the seagulls are flying around and the, the bear trees, um, there are no leaves on it yet, but they just represent life to me, believe it or not. These trees uh, with no leaves on them standing like boldly in front of this landscape of water is symbolic because it represents kind of what I'm feeling in this breathing reflection. So you guys, I don't have any notes. Um, I do have a few things written down that were on my things that came to me this morning. You know, I do my morning notes, but um, they're not necessarily what I want to talk about. But I'm going to give myself permission to um, move about freely because I am in the car and I was sat here for a while trying to figure out what is it that I wanted to say to you all. And there's so much. Um, and there's nothing all the same. So I just said, you know what? Don't belabor this. Just hit the record button and let what's going to come out is going to come out. And um, those of you who are here for it, you'll be here for it. Okay. But I do hope that I can come back and talk about these trees because these trees are really standing out to me. Standing. They're like bold. They're tall. They kind of got like a darkness to them because there's no green. And in contrast to the horizon and the, the sky, they look a little dark. And just, just they look bold and strong. And although they, there's no leaf, there are no leaves on them, it, it almost suggests that these trees are lifeless. But there's something about them that looks full of life like don't play don't get it twisted just give me a few more weeks baby give me a few more weeks and you're going to see me in my full glory 
you're going to see me in my full glory. So that's what I kind of want to do. I said I want to start off with breathing, but maybe we're going to start off talking about these trees. It doesn't matter. We're going to just talk, right? And hopefully you'll be here for it. If you're new to this project, this is a personal journal <laughs> where I process my inner and my outer worlds. I do so by using personality theory. The two theories that I use the most are the Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram, pushing those two systems together. I identify as an INTJ8. I also identify as an African-American woman from a lower socioeconomic background and from intergenerational trauma. I'm a trained and practicing educator and social scientist of about 30 years. Half of that time has been in leadership. Politically, I lean into tenets of critical race feminism, which basically means I have an intellectual sensitivity to social constructs of power, specifically as related to race, class, gender, sexuality, just to name a few. There are more. This project is unedited and is unscripted. To know more about it or me, go to my website, yourandidom.wordpress.com. <laughs> I ran out of time. <laughs> yourandidom.wordpress.com. I ran out of time. I was trying to get that to you in five minutes. I also want to tell you I don't have uh, my sound off, so I don't have my ringer off. If that person calls me, um, my phone is going to ring. You're going to hear that interruption. Um, there's some buzzing that'll happen and, um, but I need to keep the, the phone on me to make myself available for the person that's in my house. So just wanted to let you all know that. Um, so it's been a week and, um, I think the last, last week when I talked to you, I had talked about being on vacation and, uh, that vacation time was unexpectedly delicious. There's a part of me that really wanted to go back and listen to last week's reflection before hitting the record button today because, you know, I don't want to really give you anything on repeat. I also don't want to contradict myself. But I'm afraid that if I do, then I'll lose the motivation to talk and then you won't get a reflection from me this weekend. So excuse me if I am redundant or if I'm in contradiction. Uh, if I can contradict myself, you know, when I listen to it, I will make note of that and, and come back and uh, and uh, address it if I need to. But so last week I I, um, I was on vacation. Uh, I had almost two weeks. I was gone for 12 days, um, not 12 work days, but just 12 days total. And I needed it. It takes about a good week, almost a good week just to clean all of that uh, clutter from the work, you know, and I was able to just really get into some deep thinking and I needed it. I so needed it. I think one of the things I talked to you all about is falling into like a, a space of like, am I an ENTJ? What is that? And that was so good for me. I can't tell you how good that reflection was for me even though I talked about I think I remember talking about being embarrassed like all these years I'm like I'm an INTJ I'm an INTJ and then in a pocket of time I can be like but am I an ENTJ you know and it seems weird but um, I'm so glad I'm so glad I questioned that because I think where I ended that reflection last week is where I've remained that I really am an INTJ the eight gives me more um um, extroversion and other INTJs. It definitely gives me more, more intensity. Um, and so what I've been thinking about is the TE part of me. 
which is my auxiliary. And I think I talked about just the TE recovery. Um, and I spent a lot of time just thinking about what has happened to my auxiliary function over the past maybe 13 years now. Um, hold on a second. My dog is it. I have one of my dogs with me. And, um, and so when people walk by the car, she's going to bark. All right. So I'm a little distracted trying to monitor her so that you don't get that jarring barking. Um, and I went back and I listened to, I did listen to last week's reflection, like last weekend. And the music in the background was a little bit distracting. It was, it was louder than I thought it was. So. My apologies for that. Um, yeah, so for the last 13 years, my TE has been in, a, in a, some kind of way. And I often like to say 10 years because I equate that um, to the relationship I was in. I was in a 10-year relationship. But even after that relationship ended, it took a minute to bring that TE fully back to life. And I think I'm still going through that. So over my vacation, when I fell into this ENTJ bubble that I was in for about a week. Okay, you guys, something. A man just drove by in a car and he looked just like my dad. And um, if you've been following this project, you know, I lost my father a year and a half ago. I don't know if you know this, but uh, my dad was a fisherman. He lived on the waters. I grew up in the water on the boat. So I'm pretty sure that's one of the reasons why I like water so much. And so when this car drove pie and I was like, his, his profile, I think his profile, because he was facing forward and he's driving across. Anyway, I was like, oh, he kind of looked, that looks like my dad. And then when he turned and he looked at me, I like, oh, he looked like, it. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> And it's probably because I need to see him, right? So maybe the man doesn't look like my father, but maybe because I'm down here I'm at the lake. And uh, one of the things, like, um, one of my fondest memories of my father is when I had started my own school. I want to get back to my point, hopefully. But um, when I when I started my school, and it was just really a lot, it was just a lot for me to take on. And I had a meltdown if you will. And uh, I was just out of my element. And um, which is probably one of the reasons why I'm not running to do that again so fast. But anyway, um, my dad stopped whatever he was doing. He came and picked me up and he drove me down to the lake. This is where I'm at now. And uh, I believe we were in, in this proximity where I'm parked. And he did this activity, and I've talked about this before, but he just talked about look look ahead, look back. I'm not going to get into that because I'm falling to a rabbit hole. But anyway, when I come down to the lake, um, this is my connection to my dad. It's always been my connection to my dad. Um, because a couple of times my father has been down here and he's ran into me walking and he pulls over and he's like, Hey, young lady, <laughs> he rolled down the window. Hey, young lady, that's what he would say to me. So this is, so anyway, I probably just, I don't know if my brain was just playing tricks on me. Anyway, 
that's interesting. Okay, I'm back. So for the past 13 years, um, so although that relationship has been over, um, and really, if you think about it, the relationship has been over almost five years. I'm confused. Yeah, we're looking at 14, 15 years. That my TE has been in some kind of, has been not in its fullness. And so after the relationship ended, there's been a recovery process. And I don't know if I've hit the place where I'm like, okay, we're we're recovered. And then I learned that there's more growth. I don't know. Or is it that the auxiliary function just needs to be on a continuous growth plan? Because it's because it's secondary, it's not our primary function, but it's still a dominant function. Maybe we that process of growth is endless. Maybe it should be endless. And in all truthfulness, maybe the development uh, process for the auxiliary function has nothing to do with that relationship I was in. Maybe. I think it does, though, but all right. And then I think about when I started in that relationship and what was what happened to me in the TE and how it had to it had to weaken in order to make peace in the relationship. I don't know. I was listening to um just been talking to some people and this idea of relationships have come up. And I just thought to myself, I am not losing any sleep over not being in a relationship. And I'm like, should I be? Now I go through spells like, okay, I'm going to start dating again. And I try and I'm not, I don't regret anything I've done. But it's like, if if it's going to work, it's going to work as it is. I'm not doing any more mental gymnastics. I will not do any more gym, mental gymnastics gymnastics to partner with anybody. I just won't. Um, now, do I believe there's somebody out there that will that will get that because they're not going to do any mental gymnastics? Yeah, I actually do believe it. But I have the trust that if it is for me, it will be. I'm not going to worry. At least I'm not worried about it right now. I'm breathing. <laughs> there it is. Breathing. But anyway, so the TE had to do a lot of contorting of itself to fit into that relationship. And I think because I had was I had closed my school, I was I had just ended this very big INTJ project, INTJ8 project. It was big. I was tired. So when somebody came along and they needed to occupy the TE space. I don't think I ever outsourced it the way I outsourced the SE, extroverted sensing, which is my inferior function. But it was weakened. So it just couldn't survive in that relationship. And so as I've been on my own and I just have been watching my TE come back to life, come back to life, come back to life, and it's been great. But as I stumbled into that ENTJ content, I realized there's more TE power in me. Not because I, I'm going to look into the future. No, I can look over my shoulder the same 
activity that my dad took me through when he took me down to this lake when I was in like some kind of crises with the business. And he said, I'm going to tell you, he said, he had me stand on these pillars. They were, you could stand, get on these like pillars. For whatever reason, Lakefront had aligned these pillars along the water. Uh, not in the water, but along the water. And you could get up on them and you can walk them. They were like for over a mile. And he said, stand up. And he told me to get on one of the pillars. And he said, now walk. Step, take a step, walk to the next one. Take a step, walk to the next one. And I must have, he kept me walk. I must have done at least 10. And he said, now stop. He said, he said, turn around. He said, look at how many you've gotten past. Look how far, look at how many of those pillars you walk. And he said, look forward. You know, you, had, you can see all those pillars in the front ahead of me. He said, if God allowed you to walk to get here, why won't he allow you to keep walking to get to the, to walk the rest of the pillars? I'm not saying it as eloquently as he said it, but that's what he said. And I'll never forget that. That was so eye opening. It was a metaphor that made sense for me. And I, it was, it was a physical representation of something I needed. It was a physical representation of a spiritual truth that I needed. So what I'm saying about the TE and yeah, there are things that TE needs to do. Look back, look at, look back at all the things that TE has done. And not only when you look back and you look at what the TE has done, what was the health of that TE at that time? And so, yeah, I think I needed to, I needed to be in the ENTJ orbit just to see all the things that my TE could do <laughs> to be reminded not just what it could do but again to look behind me and look at those pillars that I cross and to remind me all the things that my TE has done and uh, and so that that's that I yeah so I've had some time over the past week to think more about that um and, and I've gone and I've looked at, listened to some content, the INTJ versus the ENTJ and just how, how we move about it. And I just, the one way I will say that I am different from an ENTJ is I don't have to stay busy. That's confusing. It may not, it may look like I'm busy a lot. I don't have to do that. And I don't want to do aimless production. Like I'm, I'm going to produce. But it's not aimless. It's I'm not producing just for the sake of feeling good as a producer. I'm not taking the world by force just because I can. I'm taking the world by force, if you will, because I'm on a mission. I got a designated uh, uh, agenda target. I got to look ahead and see all of those pillars. I told you we're going to be mixing metaphors in this reflection. So, so that was one thing that happened this week, you guys. I kind of. I needed that. I I really, really, really needed that ENTJ bubble. I really needed it. Another thing that happened is I went back to work. And uh, it was a really interesting thing to go back to. It was so... You guys, I, I feel like I'm going to fall under uh, a rabbit hole uh, for this one. Because I haven't processed this yet. I have felt it, but I haven't processed it. 
And when I say felt, yeah, I'm going to leave it there because I think I mean my, I've intuited it, but I haven't unpacked it. But let's give it a go. So on vacation, I had time to do some deep thinking and I had not, I've not had an opportunity to go as deep as I was able to do in a long time because I've had other things competing for my attention, right? Just a lot of things, moving, job switching, people passing, people getting sick. I mean, I just haven't had the the space to do it. And so I, um, I took the time. And after, like I said, about a week of dealing with the garbage that were that lingered in my head from the job, I was doing some deep thinking. And in that deep thinking, some truths came forward for me around my my auxiliary TE. And that, I just walked you through that. I don't need to talk about that again. Um, but in that, it's been, you know, um, just some real, real peace around leadership spirituality and money and I know that I've been bringing that up and I know it occurred to me that some people don't like when you talk about money and I get it but because I'm trying to have a different relationship with money right I have to talk about it I have to talk about money as though it is part of my journey with justice work I want to do justice work in the world money has to be a part of that conversation Because as long as money is not a part of that conversation, I'm going to be disjointed. And then I'm going to fool myself and talk about being bivocational and all of that. And I just think, I even think, I don't know if I should say this out loud, but I'm just going to say it and then repent. But I even think that relationship I was in was about partially because I didn't have a healthy relationship with money. Because I allowed somebody to sell that to me. I allow somebody to sell to me that they were going to be provide the financial security. And it, it just didn't work. First of all, it took a minute to sell it to me. They ate part of me. And that was the, just all of that. All of that is we're not going to. Nope. We're, we'll talk about that another time. And I've talked about it enough. I'm not, I'm not going to process it here. I shouldn't have done it. But I'm glad I did because I learned something about myself. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I just, every time I think about it. But anyway, um, I just, because I don't, I struggle with seeing TE in harmony with justice work. And so one of the, I think I told you guys this on my vacation, I ran across a video that really challenged that thinking that money is the enemy of justice. Yep. Mm-hmm. That capitalism is the enemy of justice. I don't want to talk about capitalism because I'd still struggle with that concept. Although I don't think that socialism is the answer either. That's, that's what has always been a challenge for me as I started to have negative feelings about capitalism. I'm like, what else? Are you going to tell me that? In socialism, things like racism, sexism disappears. No, you can't tell me that it's going to disappear in socialism. I ask. And then when I ask people that, they get mad at me. They think I'm trying to challenge. I think they think I'm trying to challenge them to discredit socialism. No. What I'm asking you to do is talk to me about socialism. In a, talk about it in a way that connects to the things that I value. 
I value justice. Right? And if economic justice doesn't address issues around racism and sexism and heterosexism and all of that, then that's not enough. That's not justice for me. Anyway, that is a rabbit hole waiting to happen. So anyway, um, the, the vacation, I ran across that video. It was life changing for me. And I'm going to talk about money more. It's hard. Even just now I paused. I don't know if you heard the pause. I just hesitated for a second because it feels awkward a little bit. And I was like, oh, I wonder how my listeners feel about that. But I'm going to do it because those are the three. There are three themes, themes, T-H-E-M-E-S, three themes that have been on me the past year. And if not longer in this project, you can hear it. They're on rotation. Leadership, spirituality started poking its head where I started feeling more comfortable talking about it out loud about a year and a half ago, because at first I wasn't. And then money. Uh, although I talked about money as in the big bundles of toilet paper, that I couldn't even talk about it as money. I had to use it as a metaphor, right? And I got comfortable talking about that toilet paper, but that's what I was doing, you guys, was talking about money. When I talked about the bundles of toilet paper, go check out those episodes. And when you hear me talking about the toilet paper, say to yourself, ah, she's, there it is. She's talking about money. <laughs> so anyway, so those three themes are on rotation. Leadership, spirituality, and money. Hold on. And um, I'm going to stay the course. I'm going to stay the course in that pocket. I'm, here's this. I'm going to breathe in that pocket. In that intersection, I'm going to learn to breathe in it. And when I say breathe in it, to not excuse, not to um, um, apologize. There it is. To not apologize for it. And even if I do, I'm working on it, right? Because I'm not there yet. Like It took me a long time to be comfortable with identifying as a leader. I was apologetic about that. It took me a long time to come to terms with my spirituality because my spirituality is different from other people. It's definitely different from the world I come from. And I was on a Zoom conversation with some folks last week, and it was really nice. I didn't do it this week, but um, and it was around, you know, spirituality. And, and I was different from the people there. I had a little bit more likeness with the people on that Zoom call, but... And I, and it was just nice. And so, um, yeah, I'm better. And so now this place of money is, it's new. So I'm still feeling apologetic about it. But I realized that I have, I, I understand the problem. There's a problem with looking at that money in that way. And uh, it's, it's a problem with looking at money as a problem. It's a problem for me. It is creating a problem for me. In my work. In my life. The problem is creating a problem. So if you want to get rid of one problem, you got to address the other problem. And the core problem is my relationship to money. So now I can talk about people all day long, right? I can talk about people all day long. But the problem is the core problem. It, I'm, I know it's core. I won't say it is the core problem, but it is a core problem. It's my 
orientation to money and seeing money as a as the end as the anticipation as the antagonist to to justice work so i've just been doing some work on that this week just been meditating on it. i haven't read anything new just meditating on confronting those three things anyway so i returned to work after having this deep thinking and uh i'm in a good space i'm in a better space there's space excuse me i'm in a better space i've grown there was some maturing happening when i was on vacation I did not return to the job the way I left. I was not the same person. I guarantee you that. But here's the but. I returned to the same spot. Oh my God, this is so good. I returned to the same spot that I left. But now I didn't return. to The, the spot is the same. But I'm not the same. Now, you guys are probably like, you're anti-dom, you're being a little hyperbolic, you're exaggerating. No, I'm not. I literally did not return to my job the way I left it for vacation. I did not. Now, maybe most people make a change in growth when they take a vacation. I'd like to believe so. But I mean, I'm 52 years old. I've been on vacations before. This is the first time, at least in a long time, that I can say to myself, "You, I'm not the same. I'm not the same. I've grown. I grew in a very short window of time. And what I believe was happening is that I've been growing. And I needed that 12 days. I needed those 12 days to get quiet, to start synthesizing, integrating, confronting, becoming conscious. That's what those 12 days did for me. But anyway, I returned to the spot that I left. The spot doesn't fit me anymore. And everybody's expecting me to... I should say everybody. A few people that I'm interacting are expecting me to occupy that spot. I don't want to occupy it. Here's the funny thing about it. The way that organization is designed, there is no other spot for me. So that's what I'm, that's what I got to process. That's what I've been processing this weekend. Like, well, what are you going to do? So our organization is, is dissolving, if you will. And I had an interview two weeks ago. I got two more this week. I would love to be in a situation where I don't do employment next year. I would love that. I don't, mm, I don't, mm. <laughs> just because of some, some, uh, resolutions, if you will, that I've made about leadership, spirituality, and money, I don't know if it's as, um, I don't know if it's as significant for me to say, next year I'm not going back to employment. That's not what's focused. What I'm focused on is the number 55, and I don't know. Makes I said this to you all last week. It scares me, right? I'm saying by the time I'm 55, I'm going to be on my own. That's what I like. Now, I still give this universe, I give God permission mm-hmm. to come along. I give uh, the universe permission to say, yo, you were misinformed, man. We got something, I got something better for you. I got something that's better for the vision. And I'm open for that. I am. But in my might, in my mind, I'm, that's my target. 
And that's one thing I love about being an INTJ. I can set a target. I can, I know the difference between setting a target and a task, an objective. So my target is to be employee free, to be employment free at 55. That's the target. That's not the task. It isn't. So I want to be very clear about that. But anyway, so I'm, I'm back at work and, um, I don't fit that, that spot anymore. I don't fit it. But there's no other spot for me in that organization as this, as everybody is now going through this. We're all looking for a new job. We got to close this down, you know, and it's, and honestly, if there's more I could say, I'm not going to say, but, um, and I'm not going to make up work to fit that spot. I will make up work. I will do work that fits the new place I'm in, in my head, but I will not make up work to fit the old spot. And the new place I'm in is that's not my organization. Uh, I'm going to come back later and I'm going to process how I showed up in that organization over the past year. I think there's a lot of less learning for me. There's a lot. There was so much to happen in this organization. It's unbelievable how much. And like I told somebody, um, I, I gave it, here's another metaphor. Here's what I realized. I was driving a car. Maybe I said this metaphor to you already. I was driving a car and the check engine light was on. And by the way, my car had the check engine light on. And by the way, another thing that happened this week is I finally bought a car. <laughs> I got a new car. So it's not a new car because I'm against buying brand new cars. Although one day I want to buy a brand new Lexus. I want to be able to like cash brand new. Bam. <laughs> but anyway, um, so it's not a brand new car, but it's a, it's a new car for me. Um, but it's used. And so um, whew, it took. That's a whole story. We'll talk about that later. But uh, anyway, but in my car, other car um, that I now have to sell, um, we're probably going to not sell it. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I think I might fix it. I think I want to fix it and then sell it. Um, That's what I think I'm going to do. But anyway, the check engine light was on. The check engine light was on. And, uh. Like the, not, no, not the check engine light. I'm sorry. See? Anyway, there were two indicators, two lights. I don't think it was the check engine light. But anyway, two lights are on. And I just was like, do, 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 do. I'm, hey, this car is still running. <laughs> still getting me to my destination. Everything is fine. And I know, I know that those indicators on that car meant something, right? And I knew that that for the life of the car, it wasn't really helping. But, car was still getting me to my destination and I was okay with that until the destination was removed from me so with my organization there was something that I was set to do and when all of those indicators were going off that there this is a problem this is a problem this is a problem I pushed through that because it would I was still able to go towards the mark and now the mark is gone. And now it's not okay. It's not okay to ignore the 
indicators on the dashboard. Anyway, that was a messy metaphor. Hopefully you followed that. I'm not going to, I'm not, so all that I was doing before the vacation, ignoring those indicators, I'm not going to ignore those now. And one of the things is that's not my organization. And while I might be a quote unquote co-leader in that organization, which I think is, excuse the language, but I think is bullshit to a certain extent, but that's okay. Um, uh, if <sighs> that's kind of harsh, <laughs> I got to process that because on some, on one level, I'm like, it's BS. That's BS. Another hand, I'm like, well, I do believe that my boss really, really did want to share power. I really think she wanted to share power. I just don't know to what extent she was willing to. In order to share power, you got to give up power. And I'm not sure what amount of power she was really ready to, ready to give up. So she said she wanted to share it, but there was power that she wasn't ready to give up. And that's okay, you know, because at the end of the day, that's her right in her organization so but I don't need to run in there acting like you know skill I'm gonna use another I'm gonna use a real negative term but like captain save no I shouldn't say that I'm not gonna say it I'm not gonna say it but anyway those of you who have shared the same cultural background as I do you know what I was about to say captain save a blank <laughs> I'm not gonna say it though but anyway I was just I was just doing too much now, if doing too much meant that I was going to be able to impact, positively impact the lives of children, oh, I was going to keep doing the most. I was going to keep doing too much, without a doubt. But, um, but uh, no, the moment this, the moment my work became about something other than kids, then didn't then that's not, I'm not driving that. You drive it. You drive it and then I will do what you, what you need me to do because at the end of the day, I still respect that I have a job. I, I'm not, I, I want to work for my paycheck. I'm okay with the concept of working for my paycheck. But I'm not going to drive this thing. To I'm not going to drive something where it's the destination is no longer where I want to go. I, I'm not going to do it. If I can drive to where I wanted to go. Anyway, so I'm going to process. I know I'm going to have to process that. Because I, I went into that organization, y'all, like a beast. I keep saying that T.E. I was doing a lot of driving. And the unfortunate part, the real sad part about it, I was doing a lot of driving. And I was slowly coming to terms with the destination wasn't the, wasn't the destination. It was my destination. But it wasn't the destination. So all of the other players in that organization had a different destination. Very smart people, very skilled, very crafty. And it wouldn't have taken me, it wouldn't have taken me long. I mean, it didn't take me long to start realizing because it's the term spinning. I was like, we're spinning. See, we're talking about the destination. We're talking about, we're talking about the op objects or the occupants that are located at, in the destination. But we're, we're really not doing anything to get there. So I learned another term, a term this week. Another thing that happened this week is I learned a term. It's called virtue signaling. Virtue signaling. And duh. As I was like, what does that mean? Duh. It means to signal a virtue. You value something. You have some moral 
moral standards on something, you signal it. You report it out. I always say reticize it. I don't know why I say that, but you reticize it out. You read, you become rhetorical. You, you know, you, but you're not doing anything structural for those virtues to be in place. You're not making a structural commitment to those virtues. You're just signaling it. You're not structuring it. Structuring it. Structure. Structuring it. I'm just making up words this morning, y'all. You, hopefully you understand what I'm saying. You're not. You're just signaling a virtue. You're reporting out. You're talking out what you believe so other people can hear you say that. That reporting it out, getting that recognition. You hold that value that you're saying it. And now it makes you look good. And then we're good. And at the end of the day, we're not making it to the destination. Because that rhetoric... That rhetoric that you that's coming out of your mouth doesn't drive us to the destination. Only a structure is going to get us there. Now, the, I did some research about virtue signaling. It's not all bad. There's an evolutionary role for virtue signaling. And so it's not all bad. So when people use it as a pejorative, check them on that. Because it is not all bad. But when, all, but when the virtue signaling is the primary mode of movement... To the destination, then you don't have a destination. You don't have one. Sorry. Mm-mm. So anyway, that's a lot. It was a lot of that, and I kept like, let's put the systems in, let's put the structures in it, and I was putting them in. A lot of fighting, a lot of resistance, but that's okay. You know, I had the support of I had the support of my boss, peer, whatever, whatever she was at a, in a given moment. With power that determines if I was a boss. I mean, if, if I was a peer or I was a subordinate. I don't care because I went in that position as an assistant director. It made sense. I was her subordinate. I don't have a problem with that. I didn't like when I was toggling between the two. And I didn't control the toggle. But that's the the royal power. Anyway, I'm having some... I'm going to do a case study on that for myself. Like... Why? I do believe the universe brought me there. I believe that with everything in me. The universe took me there. And I believe I had value. And I don't know. I I can't measure it right now. And I will say, I think the greatest value that, that my being there was for me. That's humbling. I don't usually go somewhere and not leave an impact. I believe I left an impact. I don't know if anybody will recognize that. But it, sometimes you don't get to see it. It's just like the job I left from the year before. I hear about the impact I left. It usually happens. I don't get the credit I want. <laughs> for it. The TE wants credit sometimes. I want measurable credit. <laughs> but anyway, it's not about that. But I, 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 I've grown. I've grown a lot. But anyway, so I'm back to work not I'm not going to occupy that space I was in where I was driving to an uh, a destination that wasn't really within wasn't really the destination everyone else was going to so I'm not trying to do that anymore and I'm no longer going to ignore the dashboard I'm no longer ignoring the indicators on the dashboard 
Ironically, Alexis just passed me and drove in front of me. I, was, I had to hit the pause button to take a look at this Alexis. I'm like, they don't look any fancier than the car I got now. I don't have Alexis, by the way. <laughs> I was like, these cars, I, I just, when you, I've been on the, I've literally been studying cars for the past four to six weeks. And the, the, how much money these cars cost. And they're not that fancy. So I'm I'm excited about the, 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 the purchase I made. I have to talk to you guys about that. Um just the just the just the things the the must haves and um how I negotiated that with myself with the purchase. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, so so there's that. Um coming back to a job that is now ending every it's ending for everybody and so what do we do? What do we do? What am I gonna do for my time once the contract ends and then what am I going to do in in between now and the ending of that contract and how am I going to relate to these people that have been so used to me driving as though you know what I mean like I'm not doing that driving anymore I don't want to drive I'm an assistant I want I want I need that I need the peace so I can start getting myself ready for the next thing because when you're when you drive when you drive an organization you don't get off work you don't say okay it's 4 30 you don't even say i'm doing overtime it's, it lives with you and i can't afford to have that living with me i got things some i gotta get my mind right so anyway let's go let me try to start prepping the clothes um and talk about these trees and breathing. And a lot of the breathing and the trees are about the TE. Mm-hmm. About the TE. As I went through the process of purchasing the car, I had a number of factors to process, a number of conditions. About the, there were things that I wanted about the car. There were things about the way I wanted the car to fit into my lifestyle. Uh, and not, and not just lifestyle in terms of financially, but lifestyle in terms of what it is that I communicate. What is it that I'm communicating? What is it that I'm trying to achieve? So a lot, a lot came to play with the purchase. And, uh, oh, so much to process. It's so much to process. And who purchased a car and you don't have a job? I don't, so technically I don't have a job for the fall. I, I, I believe I will, <laughs> but I don't have that. Or let me say it differently. I always, I always have to check that. And how I make peace is that I have, I, I belong to an industry. You know what I mean? I still have access to being employed. It just is going to look different. Oh. I'm going to close here. I'm going to start closing.
And I want to close with another metaphor. And I want to come back to these tree, this tree. And I want to come back to breathing. I want to cross my fingers. So I'm going to give you a new metaphor. And then I'm going to come back to the tree. And then I'm going to close by saying breathing. If all goes well, cross your fingers. The new metaphor is really not new. It is uh, a metaphor that I've been using since 2018. Mm. Definitely 2019. I think it started towards the, I think I started using this metaphor. I think I started using this metaphor towards the end of, you know what? It was the beginning of 2019. I have to go back and take a look at it. When did I start using this metaphor? Anyway, sorry. The metaphor is the tunnel. And I've talked about it before. When I was in my darkest moment after the breakup, and you guys have talked about it, I called it the liquefaction. All of my, I had no money. I had no money. The car that I did have, oftentimes I would have to park it. Because I couldn't afford to put gas in it. And heaven forbid, I had two um, um, me- mechanical issues that went uh, wrong with the car. And I didn't have a job. I didn't have any money to get it fixed. You know what I mean? I was I was operating off very little money. And um, I had myself to take care of, my dogs in the car. Right? And I just couldn't. It was just a lot. So it was, it was very dark. It was a very, very dark season of my life. It was, it was a dark season, y'all. It was a dark season that I've gone through two extremely dark seasons. Uh, one was emotional and one was structural. And they do relate to each other. But, uh, this second one that was structural, and it's interesting though, because even though this was, I was structurally low, I, that started for me, the structural, um, it started before the relationship ended, to be honest with you. And then that was structural and emotional at that time. I was in that relationship and it was dark. It was structurally dark and emotionally dark. Once that relationship ended and it was just structurally dark, I I had emotional light all over me. This it was dark though. I would go to bed. I I remember being in the bed with the covers over me, like I I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know what to, what I'm gonna do tomorrow. I don't know how tomorrow is gonna be any different from today. And today was horrible. Today was scary, rather. I remember laying in the bed with the covers over me, like I don't know. But when that light, when the, once that relationship really ended, ended, and I could get my light back from the TE, if you will, I don't know. Some of you might be like, are you sure it's the right function? I don't know, but we're going to say the TE. Maybe it's the NI because I could start seeing. But then if um, I also think about the relationship between the NI and the SE, external sensing. So anyway. Let's just leave that alone. <laughs> but I realized I started seeing I could see the light. 
I told my heart coach, I said, I can see light. It's far away. It's far away. But if I look hard enough, I can see light. I remember there was a time where I couldn't see light anywhere. I was stretching and stretching and stretching. I was stretching my neck out, looking and searching and searching and searching for light. I could not see it. I could not see it. I'm not exaggerating this, y'all. I couldn't see it. And right around 2019, I started like, it's far off. I can see it flickering. So I called it the tunnel. I said, I'm going to keep crawling my way towards that light. It's dark, but I'm going to keep. And I, it would, and I would get closer and closer. And the more I would crawl in that mm-hmm. tunnel, the more I would crawl in that tunnel. The more I, um, I just had to finally turn off the text because my family, they're about to start texting each other back and forth. I'm like, that we can't have on the recording. But anyway, the more I started crawling in that tunnel, the closer I got to the light, you know, and it was still far away. And I remember when I got to the opening where the light would, the light represented the opening of the tunnel that you, the light represented the opening and you can get out of the tunnel. And I remember when I got out, I remember when I got to the light and I, this is all metaphorically speaking, I got out the tunnel and I told my heart coach, I said, I don't like it here. Okay. So I'm not in the dark. I'm not, I'm not in the dark. I'm not crawling in the tunnel. I'm in the light, but I don't like it here. And she said, then you don't have to stay there. I'm like, I can go back into the tunnel. (laughs) And I was like, That doesn't make sense. Why would I go back into the tunnel? (laughs) Because there was another opening. There was another opening. The tunnel had multiple points of access of getting out of it. And so I kept growing. And so I feel like this is the, that's where I'm at right now. I feel that I am out of the tunnel. I'm in, out of the tunnel in a place that I want to be out of. I'm not where I, I am not at my destination. But I am not in the tunnel. And I feel that I can trust myself here. I trust myself. I can breathe here. The tunnel you're holding your, I'm just working this metaphor, y'all. I'm holding my breath. I'm holding my breath till I get to my destination. So, there's work to do. And I'm pretty sure there are going to be pitfalls. But I'm here for the work. And I think that's probably what's significant. I'm here for the work. I'm not afraid of the work. I'm not intimidated by the work. I'm here for it. I believe in myself. I believe in myself. Because that was the thing that happened to me. In that 13, 15 year place where my TE was damaged. I lost the belief. I forgot about that TE. And really is the NITE together. It's a beast, y'all. Oh, you keep, it's just, I say beast a lot, don't I? But it is awesome. I can see a thing and baby, I can do it. 
it might, I, I might have to struggle, but I can do it. I can, all I got to do is see it and I can do it. And now that I understand the relationship between SE and NI for the seeing part, because there's a seeing that happens with the NI and there's a seeing that happens with the SE and they actually have to work together as well. And now I understand that. And I understand how powerful my TE is, the power, all the things the TE can do. I hadn't maxed out on the TE. There's so much more than my TE can do. I needed that. I needed that bubble for the, I needed the ENTJ bubble. Not because I'm an ENTJ, because I needed to see what the E, the TE, what else it could do. And my confidence is there. And so I'm out of the tunnel in a place that now I can start building on top, on land now. On whatever. Um, I, I, I hate when I, <laughs> I hate when I use a metaphor. I'm like, I don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> but hopefully you guys are following me. <laughs> but I'm on land. <laughs> I'm out of the tunnel. I'm setting up. I'm building. I got a lot of work to do, a lot of heartache. A lot of questions. I know there's, I know the suffering is not done. I know that. But I'm suffering forward. I'm going to fail forward. And as I look at this tree that is standing in front of me, I'm looking at this tree and its boldness, the backdrop of this horizon. In the backdrop of this tree is this horizon, the water and the skyline, the clouds. You guys, I should take a picture of it so you can see it. I always say I'm going to upload something to my website and then I don't do it. There's a reason why I'm going to get a, there's a reason why I should get a computer just for this project. Because that's what it just, because it's a, this project is separate from my primary identity. I have to close out a lot of accounts and then open up a new, but I could just get a computer just for this project, which. So this, God, this orange car just came and parked right in front of me. Like, can you move? I need to look at my tree and the water. Thank you very much. Anyway, I should take, if I, I'm going to take a picture. I don't know when I'll upload it. I could at least tweet it. How about that? That I could do. I'm going to tweet it. I wonder if you'd be able to, anyway. So I look at this tree and uh, this beautiful backdrop and it's got this darkness to it. It's just dark because of the, all the light that's coming from behind it. And it's, it just looks bold to me. It looks tall and like a, a thing of force. I just went through a winter. I survived it. I'm not done yet, though. I survived this, the winter, but where, what you see in me right now, I am not done. There's life coming. These leaves are about to come on these, on these branches. Survival is not enough. Survival is just not enough. It's just not enough to survive. But sometimes, sometimes, there's sometimes we're in a hole. And that's all we can do, y'all. I don't want to get emotional. That's all we can do is fight for that survival. 
the fight to get out of that tunnel. That sometimes that's all we can do. And that's okay. If you listening to me, if this is, if you are in a tunnel and all you can't think about thriving, that's okay. Oh, survive. You got to survive long enough to start thinking about thriving. If you got to survive, you got to get through the winter. And baby, when you come out that hole, it's work to do. Don't think you come out the tunnel and everything is like, hey, I made it. No, baby. Now the next thing. Now the next. I used all of my energy to crawl. And then I had to use my energy because once I got out of the hole a couple of years ago, and I was like, nope, I don't like that. I had to get back in the hole and keep crawling. I had to give myself permission to do that. I was confused. And so I'm going to listen to this recording in the future when I, when I get I hit a bump because I know I'm going to hit one. But I'm going to take this picture of this tree. And this tree represents boldness. It represents survival. And it re- it represents life. And it represents promise. I, that promise is those leaves are coming in a few weeks. And I'm pretty sure if I get close enough to that tree, there are probably buds on those branches. And so that is what I'm breathing in. I'm breathing in the knowledge that life is is surviving and is thriving in the promise. I'm, I'm breathing in that. I'm breathing in the survival. I'm breathing in the promise. And I'm breathing in the, oh, here it is. This is it. And I'm closing here. I'm breathing in the security of the, the, ah, uh, what is it called? Um, the intersection, I guess. I'm breathing in the intersection of it ain't winter. <laughs> and it ain't summer. We're not in the, we're not where we want to be. We're not in the tunnel anymore. So I told you guys I was going to be mixing metaphors. <laughs> I hope this wasn't horrible, right? I hope you got something out of it because this was good. I needed it. Lots, lots happened this week. Coming back to work and not wanting to return to that spot. I'm not going to respond. So we had the, we had the car metaphor with the, the dashboard. Uh, buying the car. Purchasing a car, questioning the, understanding I'm not an ENTJ, but knowing that there's something in the ENTJ for me, for my own growth. And to know that that TE is a beautiful thing when paired with that NI. And I, there's a scripture that's coming to me and y'all know. I can do, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Sorry, God, for cursing. <laughs> you know, but my INTJ-ness is a gift from, this, from the universe. It's my gift. We all have a gift. My INTJ-ness, my INTJ-8 is my gift. And I'm breathing in that. I'm breathing. Surviving. And I'm breathing for survival. And I'm breathing in the hope of what's to come. The promise more than a hope. 
It's a promise. Okay, I promise I'm going to leave leave it here. I got one more. Me- I'm going to come back to one more metaphor. Those pillars that my daddy had me walk on. And he said, look forward, look back, and now look forward. It's all coming together. I'm breathing in knowing that this is the whole process. Just breathe. Just breathe. <sighs> you guys, if this reflection has had any value for you, please give it a heart. If this conversation about everything and nothing else at the same time. <laughs> oh my gosh, where have I been? Oh Lord, if this conversation about hope and progress and moving forward and struggling and knowing that that is part of life and seeing yourselves in low spaces and high spaces and medium spaces and uncertain spaces and growth spaces. If any of that connects to a conversation you've had in the world, please take this link and share with those participants because they'll get it. If my moving about in this reflection has caused some randomness in you, I'd love to hear that as well. You can find me on my website at yournidom.wordpress.com. And although I don't go to it a lot, I do check it. And if you send me a message there, it'll it'll kick out to one of my primary email addresses. I will get the message. So my website is yournidom.wordpress.com. You can find me on Twitter also at yournidom1. I put out two, I tweeted two articles about virtue signaling because I was reading about that this week this morning actually so I tweeted that out I feel like I tweeted something else that I don't remember but go there check out that Twitter account you're, you're NIDOM1 and then um, YouTube and Facebook I've recorded some YouTube videos and I have not uploaded them um, I'm also trying to get really clear uh, that tunnel behavior the behavior, the things that I was doing to survive and give me life in the tunnel. A lot of those creative projects that were feeding me and that's fine. I don't think I, I'm, I think that there's, I think the universe is going to ask something different from me moving forward. I did talk, I talked to you guys last week about, is it time for me to consider bringing this project to an end? I don't know. You know, sometimes I say, yeah, and then sometimes I, I, most times I say no, just because um, the work is not done, right? But I am being, I do feel like I'm being led to be more uh, efficient with my time. Uh, Not just proficient, but efficient and being very clear about my destination. One thing about where I'm at today is that my destination has always been my destination, but it's become clearer. And, um, And so just being clear about that in my time and all of the all of the projects that I was functioning in I could see it I could see how I dip into like a INTP uh ENTJ because both of those the T is just misguided or just been the T has just been struggling but she's but she's good she's good she's good or he's good sometimes I, I give it a male gender masculine masculine energy Anyway, anyway, you guys, let me give you your assignment. I want you to look forward to your destination that you want. Something that you've been wanting to do, a place, something you, a place you've been wanting to go. And I'm, 
I don't really mean physically, but I guess it could be physically if that's important to you. But conceptually, spiritually, financially, emotionally, mentally, a place you've been trying to go, you wanted to go, but you don't fully, fully, fully know how to get there. I was going to say something to you guys about the INTJ too. One thing I love about the INTJs, we are planners, but we are not strict list. Like I can plan and I can have a framework and a list, but intuitively I'm going to maneuver as I need to, to get to the destination. I'm not going to be bound by the list. And I swear to goodness, I don't want to fall into a rabbit hole, but when I talk to people who do these lists about, and then when it's not working, when the framework that they use to get to the destination is no longer working, then we're going to spend a lot of time having meetings about the tool. But maybe you, maybe the tool has run its course. Maybe you need to intuit your way and calibrate and adjust. But now we spend endless meetings on trying to make that tool work. It ain't working, baby. So I don't want to, I'm not asking you to have, I'm not asking you about your tool. I'm not asking you about your strategy. I'm not asking you about your list. I'm not. I'm not asking you about your destination. Okay? Look at that. Now, look back. Look and, I mean, seriously, look back. Close your eyes and look back. And look at the things that you've been able to accomplish. Growth. Maturity. Achievements. You have them. You're breathing. You have them. Look at them. See them. See them. Name them. Own them. That's you. You did that. You did it. Now look for it again. You may not know exactly how to get there. But trust and breathe, breathe knowing that you can't. If you look back and you did what you did, then you can get, you can move forward. I swear to goodness, I'm, don't make me cry. I'm trying to hang up. That tree doesn't have any leaves, on, but it's still standing. It's still breathing. It survived winter. You will make it to your destination. You just keep, you just keep breathing. You just keep breathing. You guys, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you. Until I come back, be well. Bye.